And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, dear listeners. This is Toby Usnick from The Caring Economy. I'm thrilled today to have my former colleague and friend, Marie-Claire Davaux, who is the Chief Sustainability Officer at Caring, the international luxury conglomerate, K-E-R-I-N-G, for those of you not familiar with the brand. And she's also the International Head of Institutional Affairs for Caring. Caring, for those of you who don't know, is the $16 billion luxury conglomerate based out of Paris, traded on the Euronext under the call letters K-E-R. This 57-year-old company is made up of a stable of stellar brands that you all will know, from Gucci to Yves Saint Laurent to Boucheron, Balenciaga, McQueen, Brioni, Thomas Meyer, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great honor, a great privilege to have my friend, Marie-Claire Dabot from Caring. Welcome, Marie-Claire. Hello, Toby. Ladies and gentlemen, I should also fully disclose that when Marie Claire and I first got to know each other, it was during my tenure at Christie's, the world's leading art business. Christie's is owned by the Pinot family out of Paris. The Pinot family also have controlling interest of caring. So we were colleagues through those Christie's caring days and remain friends and collaborators ever since, particularly around corporate social responsibility and CSR. So with that full disclosure of our friendship and relationship, I wanted to just welcome Marie Claire again and ask her to give us a brief overview of both her professional journey and some of the, um, the, the pivots that she made along the way from education, a career in government, private sector, and so forth. So Marie Claire, um, tell us a little bit about you and your career journey, please. Thank you, Toby. So to start, when I was a little kid, I had a passion about nature and wildlife. Mm -hmm. As I became older, I became involved in CSR, sustainability, first by volunteering for various NGOs and charities, and then by focusing on science and biology in university. I am a graduate of the French National Institute of Agronomy Paris-Grignon and also l'École Nationale du Génie Rural des Eaux et des Forêts. And then I also graduated in public administration from Dauphine University in Paris. Mm -hmm. My professional life has been and is still aligned with the permanent organic development of my personal interest. I have been working in sustainability in both the public and private sector for 20 years, and it keeps me fully committed and passionate. I joined Caring from the public sector after serving as Nathalie Kosciusko-Morizet, Chief of Staff, who has been mainly Ministry of Ecology. Before this position, I have been technical advisor for ecology to Prime Minister Jean-Pierre Raffarin between 2005 and 2007. I joined Sanofi Aventis Group Pharmaceutical Company as head of sustainable development. Since 2012, as you mentioned, I am carrying Chief Sustainability Officer and head of international institutional affairs, as well as member of the group executive committee. Mm -hmm. I am in charge of the continued development of caring sustainability strategy and of its implementation on a global scale. And I can tell you that it's an amazing work and job to do every day. 
That's fantastic. And you get to work with great leaders like Francois-Henri Pinot, who really sets a tone from the top down. Yes, I'm very lucky because when we speak about sustainability, you know how much it's important to have the top management really involved in the journey because without having Francois-Henri Pinot and uh, his family so much involved because we are a family listed company, Mm -hmm. I won't be able to do uh, all the things we try to manage on a daily basis inside the caring group. Mm -hmm. That was my experience working with, um, with Francois Pinot, the, uh, the father of Francois-Henri Pinot, uh, who is uh, not only a big art collector and involved with the Christie's business, but when we were launching the Green Auction, a three-year commitment to support for environmental groups around sustainability, uh, he was very supportive. And then his son, also Francois-Henri Pinot, and his wife, uh, Salma Hayek, both uh, attended the auction and gave us a great spiritual support, which I'll be forever grateful for. So I, I like you, have seen them demonstrate their leadership throughout for this. It's not something they treat lightly. Yes, and uh, the family and Francois-Henri Pinot, uh, they were quite visionary when we are speaking about sustainability because they they put sustainability many years ago at the heart of the strategy when no one I speak in France was speaking uh, about sustainability. So I think it's also uh, important to underline this fact uh, because they were very, very in advance in comparison with other companies and uh, other uh, leaders. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about the, um, you know, the implementation and how you measure and report on and encourage others to participate in sustainability. But before we do that, Marie-Claire Davo, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, we have today's guest, Marie-Claire Davo, who is the Chief Sustainability Officer at the, the European luxury conglomerate Caring, K-E-R-I-N-G, the $19 billion stable of brands that include Gucci, Yves Saint Laurent, Boucheron, Balenciaga, McQueen, and Brioni, and so many more. Uh, Marie-Claire, tell us a little bit, please, about sustainability or, or CSR at Caring. How does it look, how does it play out, and um, where is it headed? So, sustainability for me, personally, is grounded on recognizing that business companies have played a significant role in creating the planetary environmental situation we are facing. But at the same time, they must and can play also major role in changing the course. For caring, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, sustainability is a long-term commitment coming from our chairman and CEO, François Ripineau, who tackles this issue as an ethic and business necessity and also as a duty in the very core of caring strategy. Our aim is to offer exceptional products to our clients with the highest standards of quality, including, of course, sustainability. So it means we pay attention to people and to the planet. At Caring, sustainability encompasses three aspects. Mm -hmm. Environment, everything you put in place to reduce your impact on the planet. Social, everything you do to take care of your stakeholders, from the employees working in the group up to the different levels of suppliers and partners outside of the group. Mm -hmm. Sustainable innovation, all our actions to find and use new and sustainable materials, 
new processes that contribute to transform our business model and reach our targets. And on top of that, as an umbrella, of course, we have ethics. We could also add the philanthropic pillar of our strategy, which is about the Caring Foundation. You know well the Caring Foundation, Toby, mm -hmm. who combats violence against women. In the luxury sector, we are in the unique position where we influence and set the trends and aspirations in fashion. This can help drive and inspire change to finally reach a tipping point where sustainability uh, is embedded in the way we all make and sell our products. Mm -hmm. That's why it's the, it is key that all the luxury brands embrace the topic. For us, we like to say that sustainability is not an option, it's a necessity, and we can say that it's a duty. Uh, Marie-Claire, could you please share a couple of examples of late where sustainability is being practiced at the brand level at Caring? Of course, Toby. I will share with you two very recent concrete examples in our brands. Uh, first, Gucci launched what we call the off-the-grid collection that use recycled, organic, bio-based, and sustainably sourced materials, including econil which is a regenerating nylon. Another example with Balenciaga. Balenciaga launched a pre-collection, summer uh, 21st, where 93.5% of the plant materials in this collection are either certified sustainable or upcycled. Fantastic. 100% of the print-based have sustainable certification. So I think it's really two recent great examples to show that we have a 360 approach from the raw materials until uh, the end of life of the products with the cycling examples. That is fantastic. Thank you, Marie-Claire. Yes, I, I love that you're, in, in the truest spirit of transparency, you're offering up that question before I even ask it, because I, I think that that's another proof of concept that caring really is practicing sustainability in the best class way, because you're you're very transparent. You're measuring, monitoring, reporting on your KPIs, your key performance indicators. And at the same time, uh, what I've observed that I really value is that you're sharing your system, if you will, your measurement system with your peers and welcoming them to use the same so that you're not only focusing on your own house, so to speak, but then you're in a sense inviting or challenging your peers and others to do the same. So bravo to you. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, those KPIs and how you, maybe it's how you, maybe it's measure and monitor, but also how you reconcile it with performance reviews or, or the individual manager level? So very, very quickly uh, uh, about it, uh, in our uh, strategy, uh, we have identified uh, three pillars, one on the environmental side, one on the social side, and the third is about uh, innovation. And uh, through the uh, environmental side, uh, we have decided to reduce by 40% uh, our environmental footprint based on our uh, EPNL tool, mm -hmm. and to reduce by 50% uh, our greenhouse gas uh, emissions. 
So to do that, uh, it means we have uh, to be able to uh, put in place the full traceability of our uh, raw materials and also our uh, processes. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a long journey and uh, we are implementing uh, step by step. Mm -hmm. uh, we have also commitments linked with the social side about uh, gender parity, because we think also that it's a very important topic on the uh, social uh, side, but uh, also uh, on, in our uh, supply chain, we want to uh, do uh, regular uh, audits to be sure that uh, what we write uh, inside the contract on social side and environmental side are really uh, implemented uh, on the ground in our mm -hmm. supply chain. And the last pillar, it's about innovation because we know that if we want to reach uh, our target link with the 40%, uh, we will be able to reduce 20% putting at scale all our best practices, for example, organic cotton, uh, a kind of cashmere which is coming from uh, Mongolia and uh, mm -hmm. everything we are doing. But we need also to find uh, disruptive uh, innovation. That's why we are working with many startups, uh, over 110 startups in the current situation. From how can I do laser in lab? Uh, how can I do a mushroom to do bags, luggage, uh, everything you want? Mm -hmm. uh, how can I do uh, eco dyeing with a microorganism? So we try to have a, a 360 uh, approach. Fantastic. Um, and we'll come back to some of those experimentations uh, when we talk about collaborations and innovation in a bit. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored today to have Marie-Claire Davo, who is the Chief Sustainability Officer at the luxury conglomerate Caring, K-E-R-I-N-G, the brand that's been around for 57 years and holds such a stable of products as Gucci, Yves Saint Laurent, Boucheron, Balenciaga, McQueen, Brioni, and so forth. Um, this $19 billion company is one that you know, even if you haven't heard of it by name, you certainly have purchased or worked with its products. So it's an honor to have Marie Claire here. Uh, Marie Claire, tell us a little bit about your, during your career, your observations, both from private sector, or public sector rather, to private sector. Um, what are you seeing in our quote unquote space of corporate social responsibility or sustainability? The sort of trends that you've noticed um, both encouraging as well as discouraging over the say past 15, 20 years? So uh, over the last years, there has been a real shift in the industry. And uh, I would like to say that brands have become more conscious and concerned about their environmental and social impacts. Uh, in parallel, consumers, NGOs, and investors have been demanding transparency. Mm -hmm. uh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, people working in sustainability in public or uh, private companies were seen like outsiders, or at mm -hmm. least like people who were passionate about the cause, but disconnected with business. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was in this case. Okay? Fringe, we would say, fringe, <laughs> <The> fringe. <laughs> what is encouraging today and since the past two or four years, sustainability is at the core of every conversation. Not a conference, not a webinar, not a TV show where we don't speak about climate crisis, 
biodiversity. Mm -hmm. Today, uh, sustainability space is much bigger than before. There are no frontiers anymore, and we have understood that sustainability is very much linked to business, to risk anticipation, and the only answer to our century biggest challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, when I say uh, biggest challenges, for me, it's of course climate change, uh, loss of biodiversity, uh, resources scarcity. Yes. I am glad to, yes, Toby? Uh, no, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I think of it like a muscle, CSR or sustainability, where we exercise it. The more we exercise it, the stronger we get. It's, it's not a, a point of arrival. It's a continual self-improvement, if you will, for a brand. I am glad to see and like this major change. Uh, I am glad to see that more and more youth students want to hold the sustainability position mm -hmm. and that good qualification exists today in that field which require real skill and technicity. Another encouraging signal is that now the fashion sphere is also interested in the topic. Fashion media are writing about it. Speaking about climate change has become the issue of everyone as a citizen. So we can say that we have a, again a 360 approach mm -hmm. where consumers, employees, students, so universities, but also uh, asset managers and all the financial community are really interested in this topic, in this challenge, in this issue. Mm -hmm. You know, Marie-Claire, um, I want to give a shout out today to uh, Joe Ellison, who edits the How to Spend It magazine within the Financial Times. I don't know if you had a chance to read this weekend because you're, you're so busy, but this is um, a issue basically focused on sustainability and it was just so smart and so well done um for our listeners i think it would be a fun one to check out as well you're absolutely right this has become so mainstream uh but it requires our staying focused on it and helping to lead not assume that everyone's going to step into it and follow it honorably because it's um it can be a very crowded space i think right now as well as uh, being on trend but if you give me a few seconds also sure. on, the, on the other side, because I was uh, on the first side uh, quite optimistic. So on the other side, what is discouraging, but uh, I don't like uh, this word because I think that if you want uh, to push the boundary and to change the world, you have to continue to be uh, optimistic. So yes. I would take a kind of uh, average saying that uh, on the other side, what is uh, realistic is to share with you the fact that we have now 10 years to reverse the curve of climate and biodiversity. Mm -hmm. uh, today, everyone is aware and no one is challenging this because it's becoming from the, the JEC or from the IPBS. So it's very important to know that uh, people are very serious when they share this kind of uh, figures and data. Mm -hmm. 10 years for me, it's tomorrow, and we are not moving fast enough. So mm -hmm. I think that people are very conscious. Uh, they have made the clear diagnosis, but now they have to move, to move fast uh, and to move at the right uh, level. Yep. So companies should collaborate more. Customers should ask more from the brands. And we don't have all the innovations and new solutions yet, 
So take the example of greener processes or alternative materials. All the solutions don't work or are difficult to put at scale. Mm -hmm. So we will need more time. This can be discouraging while we have to stay optimistic if we want to succeed. And above all, we have to engage uh, all the people at all the levels uh, inside the company and also to have more and more cross-fertilization between the public sector and between the private sector really to tackle uh, the issues we mentioned previously. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a perfect segue, Marie-Claire, to the, the, my final question for you. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we have today Marie-Claire Davo, who is the Chief Sustainability Officer at the $19 billion luxury conglomerate Caring. Uh, Marie-Claire, uh, collaborations and innovation, this is exactly what you're alluding to there between private public sector. Um, can you share perhaps some um, thoughts on the dimensions of that with our audience? Yes, of course. Uh, when we have, uh, when we speak about sustainability, uh, we have this strong conviction that challenges are so huge that we can't do this alone even for a group like caring. Mm -hmm. uh, we are also convinced that we can be much more efficient, powerful and faster if we develop collective action. This is why uh, every time we can, we are partnering with the right association, company, NGO, to work together on a specific topic. With IPBS and biodiversity, I mentioned previously, mm -hmm. Savoy Institute on Regenerative Agriculture, with universities and schools to train the young generation, or with plug and play and sustainable innovation. I can continue to mention many, many uh, stakeholders, but it's really to, to, to share with you that we can do that in many fields. And mm -hmm. We believe that there is no competition in sustainability and we have to share best practices. So that's why we open source all our best practices. Mm -hmm. One concrete example inside caring is our EPNL, our environmental profit and loss account. We start to work on this pioneering tool nearly 10 years ago. And when we have published our first group consolidated EPNL, in 2015, we right away share our results and our methodology on our website because we wanted every company to be able to develop its own EPNL because it really can help to transform all the sectors. And I'm very happy to share with you that nearly today, around 200 companies all over the world are using this methodology. Bravo. Above caring, another great example, I'm sure you, you know it, is the Fashion Pact. The Fashion Pact was created last year for the, the G7 when uh, President Macron uh, was uh, the president of uh, the G7. Behind this coalition, what was the idea? It is to bring together the fashion players to work on common goals around climate, biodiversity, and ocean. Why? Because when you join forces of Chanel, Hermès, H&M, Inditex, but also Chinese group like Rui, or the US group like PVH or Nike, you can really make 
uh, different in the end. Another key driver for success in CSR for me is innovation, as I told you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's why we invest a lot uh, in a startup. And we start many years ago because in uh, 2013, for example, we uh, invest in a startup called Wern Again. Uh, it's a kind of uh, holy grail where the startup is able to uh, separate the fibers of cellulose and polyester and to do uh, uh, new fibers. So it's really a great example uh, to illustrate what we call a circular uh, economy. Economy, you yes. Do, mm -hmm. Yes, you do new things with old things and with uh, reducing your impacts on uh, energy consumption, water consumption and, and uh, everything. So that's why I think uh, innovation, it's really important if you want really to implement uh, sustainability strategy. Absolutely. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, this is um, proof in the pudding of the collaboration and the innovation approach that Caring has taken for decades now. Um, Marie-Claire Davo, the Chief Sustainability Officer at Caring, the $19 billion luxury conglomerate out of Paris. Marie-Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. I'll let you have the last word. What would you like our listeners to, to no, take away? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the only thing uh, is to say that uh, sustainability is the responsibility of uh, everyone, everywhere you are. So uh, I count on you uh, to change the world and to change the paradigm. Thank you, Toby. Brava. Thank you so much.